it feels like, no, it doesn't feel like it is a fact checked, tried and true study that humanity is at an all time low right now. Okay. But have no fear because my guest today is committed to having us as individuals and as a society at an all time peak. And hi. So without further ado, we have Naeem Mahmood. Naeem is here to say that. No pressure, Naeem. He's like, geez, like <laughs> the weight of the world on my very handsome shoulders. Okay, a little bit about Naeem. So he is a world-renowned speaker. His work is in optimizing the human spirit and being goal-oriented and reaching your capacity uh, day to day, so much so that he was one of Tony Robbins' top national speakers. He's given over 2,000 talks to over 100,000 people on peak performance. He's advised top uh, organizations like the U.S. Army, Equinox, J.P. Morgan. He's the founder of Mood Ventures and host of the podcast, Peak Humans, Naeem welcome to cancel me baby you guys actually it is the perfect day for naeem to be on here because like i said we're collectively in struggle mode but me personally it is one of those mornings like everything that could go wrong should go wrong and i'm like here i am with tony robbins accomplice to be a hot mess so what you know it's all in timing right naeem absolutely Taylor. well that was an incredible introduction uh it's kind of like i wrote it myself that's a little joke over there for for my people that uh <laughs> Are listening. I, I love the research you did. I know you obviously looked at my bio, so that was awesome. Um, hey, it's the least I could do. Thanks for joining us today and giving us a little bit of, like I said, even though it's jokingly, it's also in the context of where we're at collectively and what's going on in the world. Oh. I also do think it's perfect timing for you to come in, swoop in, and give us some some hope and insights. So, it, in all seriousness, too, I actually think it is perfect timing for you to be here with us today and help us, you know, make sense of it all and navigate. Absolutely. I think everything is divine timing. So I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm yes. glad we're connecting. I, I love your show. I love that you speak. The, I'm, I'm a big believer in just speaking the truth, calling it how it is, even though it doesn't always, uh, it's not the popular thing to do, right? But I think it's a breath of fresh air to have people like you that are actually like cutting through the BS. Yeah. Because most people are thinking it, but most people are also too scared to actually say it. So it's nice to have leaders like you in the world that are voicing it. Thank you. Thank you. Here to here to do my duty in that department and due diligence. And there's going to be some of that today, yeah. even though, you know, we got a Tony Robbins thing going on. So first of all, and it's funny, guys, because Naeem and I were chatting beforehand about how both of us are kids of immigrant parents and being like having that in our blood of being so goal oriented and having that grit and work ethic. And in my end, I don't know about you. I said, this is probably contradictory to everything you're about, but make like, <laughs> like coming from an Italian immigrant mom, it's like, we have to suffer in order to reach our goals and be happy in life, like <laughs> making our <laughs> lives harder. Uh, but again, probably not what you're about, but anyway, we were kind of talking about about that beforehand and how because of instant gratification how tenacity on the whole is a completely lost art like where's the lie yeah there's there's a lot of things i want to jump on with you i'll go back to the original thing that you started and i also want to talk about how that belief system where you do have to suffer to be successful too yes because um, i used to believe that too and it's both it's not either or but real quick it is a crazy time in the world 
But also there's two really good books if you want to pick them up. One is called Factfulness. And I heard about, it's really just kind of puts the numbers of actually what's happening in the world in perspective. So as a whole, even though things look like it's chaos and it is chaos, but as a whole, if you zoom out, the world is actually becoming a lot better and it's actually way better than it ever was in humanity, in human history. So that's one cool book you might want to pick up called Factfulness. If I get the author, the other book is really good. It's called The Fourth Turning Is Here. So it's this book by okay. And this basically talks about the cycles of history and specifically the cycles of American history. So every year, every 80 years, there's this thing called a sacrum. And within a sacrum, there's basically four generational shifts that happen. And right now we're going through the fourth turning. And the fourth turning is when there's a crisis, which we're, we're all experiencing, right? And, the, and, the, and again, it lasts for like 10, 15, even 20 years sometimes. So on a micro perspective, that's a long time for like a regular human being, but on a macro perspective, it's just part of the cycles. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that because obviously there's a, a crisis even happening with how we consume information, tribalism. Yeah. I, I hate this like buzzy word, but like misinformation. And it's all just like a huge clusterfuck, yeah. i.e. the fact that like people don't know what terrorism is like this is kindergarten, but anywho, let me take it back. Uh, he's like, yes, indeed. Um, let me take it back, Naeem, for our listeners, okay? How did, and was this a struggle story in and of itself? How did Tony Robbins find you? Because I can't imagine that's the thing yeah. where you show up in his office, like, hey, T, let's do this. Like, how did that even happen? Because you, you're so young, too. I'm thinking, how did you even have the repertoire and the experience under your belt to make that happen? So, so yeah. it seems so. I mean, you look so young, so. Yeah, well, it was Tony, Tony had me on his radar since I was born. And then he finally reached out to me and uh, recruited me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> right. So I, I went through my personal growth. I, when I, I went to school in New York, I studied economics at NYU. And then I did the traditional thing. And I actually graduated in 2008 when the markets crashed, right? The financial crisis. So then it kind of threw a wrench in my plans too, right? Then banks went down, hedge funds kind of started collapsing, but I still went into Wall Street, but I was like, I don't like this very much. Cause I don't like to sit down behind a computer and I, and I was just doing the default programming in my brain where it's like, make a lot of money, be a hedge fund guy, call it a day. Right. And again, nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't really pulled my heart and like lit me up. Right. So then I started reading books on personal growth and long story short, like I read a bunch of books. I went to events on personal growth and eventually went to Tony's event and I've been to a lot of events, but Tony was just for whatever reason, Michael Jordan's the best basketball player ever. Like some people think LeBron, it's debatable, but Tony is just the, the best I've ever seen in terms of like transforming human beings from suffering and pain to just becoming yeah. more who they want to be. So I was inspired and I chose Tony, right? I, I reached out to the company and I applied for the job and I uh, thankfully got the job to be one of his national speakers and uh, trainers. So what would you say <laughs> is a kind of myth busters? of like the self-help, self-guru world, because we would think you guys are like farting daisies and rainbows and everybody's good all the time. Like, is there something that 
we wouldn't necessarily expect like one off the bat that I have and tell me if this is true or false, but I heard through the grapevine that even your clients, people come to you when either they they are at peak performance, like they are just succeeding and they want to, you know, go even further and reach even more or when they're at, I don't want to say rock bottom, but a low. And when yeah. people are kind of cruising in the middle, like, you know, I'm getting by, you know, day to day, that's actually when they wouldn't necessarily seek your coaching and guidance. So is that true? Yeah, that's accurate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you have the people that are just wanting the edge and on top of their game. And that's kind of how they got there too, right? We were talking about before, I, I loved your, your thing about your mom saying suffering is kind of part of the game and, and it's and just it, a lifestyle oh. naive it's just a yeah. lifestyle <laughs> yeah right the, the hustle and grind yeah uh, yeah and it's both because right? a lot of people they do need the pain to inspire them to grow which myself too so one thing is pain is part of life but suffering is optional and it, there's a distinction right so I, pain is just part of growing right to go to the gym i gotta lift weights and it's going to be painful but that's how you grow your muscles right to grow in an intimate relationship to grow my business there's pain because that's how you get smarter, stronger, better. But then suffering is the optional part. And suffering is just a mindset thing where if I have unmet expectations, that's when I suffer. And a lot of people in today's world, especially the, the, again, bringing it back to the instant gratification, technology is a beautiful thing, but it's also, it's a very powerful weapon. If you don't know how to use it, it's going to be used against you, right? So a lot of people, the instant gratification comes from it's like you could be famous on Instagram without doing anything, right? And kind of have that feel of being famous. So kind of that, that's say, where- Naeem, you don't say. Exactly, right? And so I think Instagram is a beautiful thing in social media because me and you could have great conversations and yes. spread great convos to the world. And it could be a challenging thing because we could all be kind of uh, succumb to this. I see somebody that's more successful and like putting this amazing image on Instagram and I'm like, oh man, I'm not there yet. And I have this expectation where I should be like Tony Robbins with 10,000 people in an audience when right now my events have like 50 or hundred people in an audience. And so suffering would be when I'm like, oh, I don't have 10,000 people. I just have 50 and I'm not, my expectations aren't met. If that makes sense. Right. It absolutely makes sense. And actually you are ahead of the curve in my notes here because something I had thought about and you just nailed it is this really kind of crazy phenomenon right now of yeah. the dichotomy of instant gratification. So what yeah. you just explained and also the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and let's be real. Both of those are fucking up our self optimization, right? Yep. So Absolutely. like we've, I would argue, I mean, we haven't lived before we live, but I would argue like we've never seen because we're constantly comparing ourselves to everybody on the internet. So, I mean, it's an, I don't want to say it's easier said than done, but to say like, it's a mindset, right? Like to look at someone and in that moment of like feeling like shit, how can you, how would you advise people to actually implement that? Cause it is easier said than done to be like, Oh, don't let it affect you. Right. Yep, totally. And that's where going back to your original question about what are some of the myths or cliches yes, yes. growth world, and I'll tie it together. Because one is, I never thought I'd be a coach. I thought like all this personal growth stuff was cheesy and like lame and BS, right? And, and then when people say that, uh, I talked to Rob about this. I'm like, that's good to have a healthy dose of skepticism about anything. Like I say, don't listen to me. Don't listen to Tony Robbins. Don't listen to Warren Buffett. It comes to finances. At the end of the day, 
we got to become our self-autonomous and like make decisions for ourselves, right? So we got to do our own research. And at the end of the day, decisions is what changes your life. So at the end of the day, you're the only person that could decide something is you, not your mom, not your dad, not your partner, not your brother, your sister, your business partner. You got to make the decision. But most people that make the decision to be passive versus like actively deciding because it's fear. They don't want to fail or they don't want to be wrong about something, right? So one kind of myth about the personal growth world is that where um, one is we, we're, we're all human and we're not perfect. Like I have, I wouldn't say I have bad days as much because I have rituals and processes that kind of make it not happen before it comes to me, right? So I meditate, I journal, I work out and I do these things not when I need it or when I feel like it, I do it every day no matter what. Because if you have a discipline, like you're going to probably be a little more depressed or sad or lethargic or lazy or feel like a failure if you're not working out or doing breath work or meditating or whatever it is. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like you don't have to meditate. You don't have to work out, but ultimately you got to do something that's going to get you into being your best self. And you got to figure out what that might be. Right. I love that. We're going to talk all about the physical plane of it all. What you're saying with the discipline of working out and your body and your physical appearance, we are getting there. My audience knows that's a huge thing for me and has been a huge part of my journey. But first back to the Mythbusters and the imposter syndrome. Okay. Like Ghostbusters 2.0, we did Halloween who, sorry. Like that that time was coming past, coming gone. Is it true that many of these people, because I've interviewed a lot of them, but that many of these people in the self-help realm do suffer from imposter syndrome and are remarkably insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, they're just regular people. Just like, just like there's great quality doctors, and not so great quality doctors. Same with like, the, especially, and this is the part that I struggle with because I have a, a certificate coaching certification program with my business partner. And again, there's really good marketers on social media that are able to put a facade out that actually isn't really walking the talk as much in their own lives. And That's it's, it's, so interesting because it makes a consumer yeah. be like, well, why am I going to listen to that person? Yep, exactly. So it's a challenging thing. And ultimately, again, I always tell people, you got to do your own research and like kind of research the human and be like, oh, are they actually producing the results that I want in my life? Are they are they physically healthy and fit? Are they financially well off? And again, obviously you can't always know this stuff unless you like are sure. really good at doing research, but it's kind of like before I do any program or event or hire a coach, I'm like, oh, how, what, what is this person actually producing in their life in all the different areas? Not just one area that I'm looking at. Right. So it is true. Like a lot of people in the personal growth world that are, if they call themselves a guru or whatever, they're, they have bad days and some of them are depressed and some of them are not really walking their talk, right? And then we're all human uh, as well. To kind of put a pin in the technology aspect, because I feel, I always feel a little old grandma on my show because I'm always ragging on technology because like I've said, I just think it's been so detrimental to yeah. the human spirit for all the reasons that we listed people are so anxious and withdrawn and isolated, violent, depressed, again, like we've never seen. So, yeah. you know, almost like for people like you and I, though, who also benefit from it, and I love the connectivity it provides and having our platforms and all of that, you know, is it 
What do you think? Is it like, am I a brat for, for ragging on the technology? I know it comes with the good and the bad. Like, where are you personally with it all? And again, how, how would you advise people in, in not like a soundbitey way, but in like a real honest day-to-day way to navigate it in a healthy way? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's no right or wrong answer, but I'll give you so right now I'm not really on, well, again, I see technology as a tool right now, all the social media stuff, I, it's not on my phone. Sometimes I bring it back on, but I've been off social just because it's become too much of a distraction. And I also like to take cycles where I could kind of like a fast, right? So I'm giving myself, I call it a mental cleanse. So for the last like month and a half, I haven't really had it on my phone. If I do want to check it, I check it on my desktop. Like it's going on kind of like old school, right? You'd log onto your internet provider on the, on the computer. Um, so that's my current thing. Uh, maybe eventually I might have it on one day, but ultimately the other thing I like to do is have my team do it too, right? So there's also like a layer of a connection between me and the tech too, where it's like, I'm not on Instagram getting flooded by people's uh, streams, but I am able to put out content that is, that in my opinion, and that's useful and helpful for people, right? So it's great as a tool to reach my clients, to reach new potential clients and to put out great vibes into the, into the yeah. world. There's not enough of that. Uh, and I make sure there's systems and processes that protect my mental bandwidth too. Cause I'm human too, right? No matter how oh much I meditate, God. if I'm on it too much, it's going to flood me. Right. And I'm sure like you, it's like, I, well, you know, I specifically with my work, I'm tackling constant current events and especially with what's going on lately. It's like, I feel a responsibility yeah. for my audience. So I feel guilty if I'm not constantly, you know, digesting, consuming, speaking to it. But even with what's going on, what's been going on lately, it's been super yeah. emotional for me as a Jewish woman. I've been talking about it. And it's funny you say that about a mental break. I just had to take almost like a two week purge because my brain yeah just couldn't. And again, back to the, the, the suffering and struggling mindset, I push myself and I'm like, don't be weak, you know, like keep going. Like you, you, you can't afford to like take a break quote. Right. So for people like us, it's, and for the everyday person, you know, I think it's that kind of constant push and pull of, of pushing yourself. And, you know, it's tough because when you have that achieving goal oriented mindset, you want to keep pushing, right? And striving and not um, quitting. Yep, absolutely. And it's a balancing act. And I would say push is great, but ultimately pull is a little more, it's a little more effortless, right? So it's still, you have that drive, but also if you could make it more into a pull, because I could willpower myself all day, but after a time I will get burned out, right? So to figure out pull, right. and that's where it's like, you got to really clear on your reasons and why you're doing it. Cause most people, again, they're not aware of like, it's our emotions that are driving our behavior. And again, if you get hooked, especially in today's world, with all the things that I, I totally understand, I can get hooked too, right? If I open my Instagram right away, I'm hooked, right? Oh my so God, yeah. Emotions, Cause you're not helping the people you love or the world if you're hooked in, into it too, right? So yeah. it's managing your emotions, getting clear reasons why you're doing it. And then still, yeah, then it's like, cool. Like I still, think it's useful to be have a voice and share my voice in the world and put it out there and if anything if it is too much on you i'd be like oh who on your team or maybe what kind of app can you use to maybe automate some of that as well where it's not flooding your brain because ultimately kind of like that metaphor on the airplane if you don't put the face mask on yourself first you're not able to help your, your family and the people around you right 
I mean, again, the mindset of it, maybe it's the mindset of an Italian woman. It's like, nope, let me make myself harder. So I will do everything myself. If someone offers, no, 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 I got it. And thus the, the cycle uh, perpetuates. So who's having fun? No, but exactly. It's that kind of idea, right. Of taking it all on and having that persistence mindset, but it's like to what end I always think like, what would Tom Brady do? That's like my North star. I'm like Tom Brady doesn't give up for shit. So Taylor go bitch go. Right. Like what, what's an example of somebody that maybe would have, I love that Tom Brady thing. What's an example of somebody with maybe a little bit of a different flavor? What would somebody else do? That's maybe not always push, but maybe a little more effortless and flow too, that still has a drive. Can you think of somebody like that? Effortless and flow who still but, has, but a still drive. has the drive, right? That still isn't given because it's not a lot of time. Our conscious mind, it kind of thinks in duality and like this so or that. But ultimately, it doesn't have to be either or. It could be. And. I love doing improv. Have you ever done improv? Yes. Yeah. Improv is all about and, right? So, like, what what's an and here where it's like so you can still true. drive in the hustle, but also you and you could also have a little bit of flow and self care and like. Yes, that's the duality you're talking about because it's like if I don't exert that maximal effort every single day, suffer struggle, I won't get the end result, right? It's that duality of like, I need this for this, but who's a person you're talking about? I mean, I've been really into Michael Singer lately, but he's the ultimate surrender Ooh. guru oh, yeah. of my life. Right? Yeah, to me, he's on the other, uh, he's, he's incredible. He's on the other side, right? I wouldn't- No, yeah, but, he's but ultimate, yeah. But he's got some crazy drive too, right? So it just comes in different forms, right? That guy's got drive. It just doesn't look, it doesn't look like the typical drive that we think of, right? The stereotypical drive. His right. whole thing, guys, if you're not, and I've talked about him lately on the show, but he is the ultimate surrendering to life guru of not having attachment, not like letting, letting life take you where it wants to take you without you getting in the way. And in terms of what we're talking about, he'll often say, giving, putting your whole heart and soul into something without, see, I'm a big expectation um, an attachment to outcome girl. I'm like, I need this. I, you know, I execute a, I get B his whole thing is release that. And it'll take you somewhere even bigger and better, but control free problems. Hashtag. So I mean, it'll be that right. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the fun part, right? That's the work you get to do if you want, right? Because we're all growing in our journey. I'm growing too. Yeah. I've done a lot of work and I still got more to go. So if you want, that's a place then you get to decide. We talked about decisions. You get to decide if you want to recalibrate that a little yeah. bit for yourself or not. And either is fine, right? Yep. Yep. Now, before we take a, a fun turn to, like I said, the athleticism and physical appearance and all the good that comes with that, I kind of want to put a last bit of a button on how much humanity is struggling right now, right? Um, again, just what I said, the violence and the despair and loss of connectivity and all this. And what you said earlier about that book is that on the contrary, we're actually in a peak and a higher state, like explain to me where we're at. And without, I know there are so many facets and complexities and layers of this, but when it comes to, um, you know, how much society is lost and struggling right now, like, what do you think it's a little bit of twofold, but, but what attributes to that? You know, how do you see it in day to day, whether it be with clients on the whole, et cetera? 
Yeah, for sure. So one is on the small time frame, it is chaos and it's very sad, right? Like, and again, and this is why, again, it's most important though to manage your emotions and your mindset. Cause again, I can't help people or my clients or my friends or people that are suffering if I'm not in a good place, right? So the best thing I could do first is if you want to change the world, change yourself, right? And I love that quote. So first I got to change myself, right? I got to make sure I'm, yeah. I call it in a peak state, right? Uh, and then, yes, on a small time scale, like I'm saying from like humanity, like in existence, it's crazy, right? Like it's very sad to see what's happening in the world. A lot of shifts, all there's so many different dynamics going on. Um, and on a large time scale though, like I was saying about the book Factfulness, what I meant by that is, again, I can't remember the actual numbers and specific things, but basically humanity has less starving people than ever, right? Humanity has less uh, slaves than ever, right? Humanity has less people dying from certain diseases than ever. Humanity has gotten rid of most right. diseases, right? So in that capacity, right. like the world's, uh, more people are living in homes than ever, right? More people like, so it's decreasing on an absolute scale, more and more in terms of like starvation, like bad water quality, like just homicides and like murders and things like that, right? But then of course we do see these terrifying things like terrorism and that's the crazy thing, right? Because social media, it enhances it too, which is a good thing because the world needs to see this, but also it also seems a lot more traumatic too because the social media does put it right in your face and people are, it's very, it's, it's like a lot, right? So we're seeing things that are happened 50 years ago, but now we're actually able to see it in real time, things you'd probably never see on the news before, right? Yes. So that's part of it too. So again, good or bad, you, you get to decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's also part of it as well, right? And it's 100% and it's eroding our mental state and well-being. I mean, in terms of what we're talking about, you know, I saw, well, one of my journalistic queens, Barry Weiss, she basically says, right, like with the Holocaust, Hitler tried, they tried to hide what was going on right now. Yeah. It's yeah. broadcasted in front of our eyes in broad daylight. Yeah. And it just goes to show the fact that it's, we're so desensitized and I'll take it the step further, which I've addressed on the show that people actually are not only indifferent, but celebrate it. That's right. where I'm like, humanity is at a uh, pit of life. Like I do, don't know if I see a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Not to be pessimistic, but um, it's really sad. Yep, it is. You know? Absolutely. Um. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I honestly, it's so even talking about it, right? It lowers, I, I feel terrible, right? There's there's no words you could say, right? It's in, um, but yeah, and you're spot on with that, right? So and the other thing that's important is to honor your feelings and feel your feelings, right? It's also some people think, oh, I shouldn't feel it or I should ignore it. It's like, no, not that either, right? You should feel and honor your feelings. And then also, if you want, you could start to work on maybe transforming them as well, because it is energy at the end of the day. And sometimes it might not be, and again, this is for everybody to decide on their own. Do I want to stay in this place of whatever it is, sadness or frustration right. or anger, which is totally fine. It's totally justifiable. Or do I want to maybe start to shift it a little bit so I can maybe help from a different place, right? Because again, if I'm in an angry state, I'm much, right. I'll probably be much less effective. Right, if I'm in so a true. Peaceful state, right? Or so true. State, right? So true. Um, so, you know, in Cancel Me Baby style, we are somehow going to pivot from watching genocide <laughs> on, on social media to 
being a good looking, charismatic speaker, everybody. So um, before we, and we're going to come around to all this in the conclusion, but you know, what's so interesting about you, Naeem, is that you are such a good looking, obviously charismatic, effective speaker. You take pride in your physical care, which we're going to get to next. This has been a huge part of my evolution. My brand is as a woman being, not being ashamed, right? Of being, you know, sexy and in my femininity and the sex object and also being the brain. And it was really surprising to me and refreshing because I saw Matt Reif, a really popular comedian, really good looking guy, talk about this as a dude. He's like, you know, I wish Pete, and he's not even kidding. He's like, people look at me and, you know, aren't taking my jokes seriously. I don't think I'm funny because it's like, I'm just the pretty boy. And I thought that was so interesting and refreshing being, you know, given that my brand has hit on that. So for you talk about, because obviously you're a self-aware guy, like, you know, that you're a really good looking, attractive guy. Talk about that. And when it comes to performing and getting through and speaking to people, how you use that as a tool. Absolutely. That's a great question. And I love, I love your angle too. And I, I was talking to Rob and you're all about, and my girlfriend too, I, I connect you guys. Maybe you guys are all about the feminine is the most incredible force in the world, right? Like it's such a powerful, it's mother earth, right? It's nature. It's gonna, it'll like be a hurricane here in Puerto Rico one moment. And then it's like peace and tranquility the next, right? Um, so I think it's, that's another thing that I think could help solve a lot of the challenges. And again, it's part of the cycles where there's a little bit of a imbalance of the feminine and masculine energies in the world. And, and that's polarity, right? That's the poles of the earth too. Um, so I love your mission where you're, being more out there and, and sharing your beautiful, your same with you, right? Your beautiful sexuality in a way, again, it's how you use it too, though, right? Like me too. I'm a good looking tall dude that takes care of my body and my health and I have a strong masculine force and, yes. and we also have feminine too. And you have masculine too. But again, this is where, again, like technology, I could use it as a tool in a disempowering way, right? I can like manipulate people and try to just get what I want. Or I could use it as a tool to empower people, to inspire people, to be an example. So in the beginning, mm -hmm. I used to feel I had, again, I had my doubts. I have, and I still do, right? I have not in this specific thing, but as long as I'm growing, I'm going to have doubts and fears. But I used to have doubts and, and kind of limiting stories about if I should like uh, fly, uh, what's like a peacock, my feathers, so to speak, like a peacock, right? Like, yeah, I love that. In my wings and like show how big and bright I could be, right? And I, I learned a lot from my girlfriend, Josefina, that that's actually a powerful thing to do. And I knew it intellectually, but now I'm owning it more. And it's so much more powerful when I do speak with audiences because I'm that much more influential, right? And my goal is to influence people to take an action that's going to make their lives better, right? I love the peacock analogy because yeah. I want to empower men and women to unleash all these sides of themselves. Cause think about it. We all do it. And we all put ourselves in boxes, even on a mainstream level as a woman, right? If you want to be taken seriously and you're a politician or a business leader or a show host or a thought leader, whatever it is, it's like, you have to dress the part. You have to have, you know, cover up and be modest and have the pantsuit and all of this. And it's like, but the power of physicality and beauty as a dude too. And unleashing all of that is the most powerful thing in the world. So that's why I love the peacock thing. That so resonates. It's like, why hold ourselves back? Like why check back parts of ourselves for what and for who? Like who said, who yep. said? 
right? And, and going now, off. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And now I reframed it because before I thought it was, and again, I can't control how people, their experience of me, right? So no matter how loving I think I am, somebody's going to think I'm a jerk, right? And I can't control that, right? So same with this. I used to think, oh, if I kind of show my feathers as a peacock, people are going to think uh, I'm an asshole or people are going to think I'm cocky or people are going to think this. But now I reverse that story because they're just stories and they're not necessarily true. And on the flip side, now I'm like, oh, cool. If I actually like show my my peacock feathers and kind of stand tall and be bright, now my story is, oh, it's going to inspire other people and be an example for other people to do the same for themselves, yeah. right? It's, it's, you know, funny enough, it ties back into the imposter syndrome, social media, yeah. it's all in our heads. It's nope. all in our heads. And exactly what you're saying, it's so funny because um, my boyfriend, who I never disclosed, but it's given that this is one of my most personal episodes, probably I'm not normally this uh, open and vulnerable, has been exposed in this episode, but he's all about um, empowering me and like, we'll be out in public, right? Even what you said, if someone could think I'm this or full of myself or cocky, we'll be out in public and he'll, we'll be at a bar or whatever. And he'll just be like, dance, like just dance. And I'm all like, kind of in my little shell a little bit. And he said to me, what's that about? Cause you're such a confident woman. And my answer was when I dug deep was exactly what you just said. It's like, I was worried that people were going to look around and judge me and be like, Oh, this girl thinks she's hot shit. Oh, you know, whatever. And again, it's all in our heads. If you own that power, same thing with imposter syndrome. If you see someone who's successful, the Tony Robbins, if you have enough confidence and power within yourself, you'll be like, that person's on their journey or I'm dancing at this thing and people can say whatever the fuck they want. And I'm having a grand old great ass time. And in fact, when you own it, people are drawn to that power. I've found actually, they're like, yes, go like they're along for the ride. So it is all in our heads. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. It's so true. And that's where we just want to become Matt, one aware of it, right? Well, interesting. That's kind of the story I'm saying and creating. And now and then as we get to write a new story, right? It's like, oh, what's like a new story yeah. that can be more empowering, right? Yeah. Now going off of that, last kind of thing on this is I've undergone uh, something that's meant so much to me. I call it Operation Sex Goddess Body. And it's a body transformation journey I underwent and I achieved it. Um, in like half the time that of my goal in a healthy way, nothing crazy. Um, but again, with really hard work and discipline and dedication and on the surface, it could be kind of what we're talking about a little politically incorrect. Cause my goal was like, let me get this like ultimate, what you think of, of like a sex goddess body and, and that, that power that comes with that visual. And I worked really hard and, I wanted your thoughts because it's almost like I I notice in your content you post a lot about like that athlete mindset and when I was and I still am right in this journey I think of it like training like an athlete having that focus and that discipline and I notice like you said it permeates through everything in my life I'm more my game in meetings in person on my show with work so in a time when that could be looked down upon because it's like no body positivity and accept everything to where it's almost gluttonous. Obviously you're somebody who really cherishes that process for yourself, being a really fit guy who speaks to people and performs. So 
Talk about that, given, again, the backdrop of this climate of like, no, accept everything as we are, and you're perfect, and you're good on the couch, right? Absolutely. That's a great question. And that goes back to what we said before. It's not an either or. Most people are in that mindset these days. It's kind of like this or that, right? And this is where it's the tribalism or the polarization or like even when it was COVID, right? The people that were wearing masks, so the people that were not wearing the masks were like bad, right? So we're like, we were, uh, what was the word? Divide, like we're, we're, we're being divisive, right? Or demonizing yeah. other people, right? And I'm not saying even on the flip side, the people that weren't wearing the masks were saying the people that were wearing the masks were bad too, right? So my point is not okay. either or. We should totally accept ourselves like if we're overweight or have a, something that's not, a, whatever, right. if we're, if we're not, we should right. accept it, right? Exactly. And if we want, we should also be unabashedly flashing our peacock feathers, right? And like go to the moon and, and be, uh, what was it? Operation Badass Woman, you said? What would you call it? Operation Sex Goddess Body. Operation Sex Baby. Goddess Oh, Body. he does the double guns, love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, yes. Operation Sex Goddess Body. So it's both. It's like totally yes. accept yourself where you are. Exactly. There's no reason you shouldn't be allowed to be Operation Sex Goddess Body. Again, it's, it's, I totally agree. It shouldn't be down on yourself and hard on yourself. It should be acceptance. But again, with all of this mindset and striving to better, like striving to perform, striving to achieve. That's why, again, the Tom Brady's are so inspirational. I remember I worked out in LA at at 45 with Mark Wahlberg, like dudes, like in his fifties is ripped and, and talking to him and seeing him doing it like that shit is it's inspiring. Right. Because it's like gives you a whole new energy and zest for life, I think. And I think that's, again, something that's a little bit like we said, because of instant gratification is a lost art. Yep, absolutely. And that's just called leadership. Right. And again, same with yeah. you. I told you before, you're being a leader with your podcast. You're saying things that no, most people don't want to say. And leaders usually do get arrows in their back. And that's just the price to pay for being a leader. Right. But also the cool thing is being a leader, you pave the path for other people to follow in your footsteps too, right? So, and not everybody wants to be a leader. Not everybody is made out to be a leader, but everybody can be a leader if they want to. And I think that's a beautiful thing, right? That's what, again, we get to decide to do that. It's mindset. Again, when you own it, like me with sex goddess body, you with your, you know, with the peacocking, it's like, people and I know for me like the name itself right could turn people off like but women intuitively get it they're like I get it like I'm along for this ride I want it I want to do it same with you I'm sure with dudes seeing you do your thing right so again it's all about like when you truly are that confident in in it and own it it just seeps in everything it's really cool then you start you attract one of the quotes I love is be who you are like unabashedly like so you can attract yeah. the people that you need to attract and also repel the yeah. people that you need to repel so true so true when you draw like a firm line in the stand and you stand up tall in what you believe in and you you're a bright light my girlfriend josephina she refers to herself as the pussy priestess yeah. oh my god I, I love that i need to have you guys on together you guys, yeah, with fun. you doing what you do and her being an intimacy coach, you guys probably have the most bomb swinging from the chandeliers, emotional, <laughs> intuitive sex ever. <laughs> like, is, the sex is pretty amazing. I, I love it. <laughs> and, and and also- Not like, a myth buster, no. And, and, and we've actually done some events together. It's a lot of fun. But the point is, 
she um when she stands up for that and she says pussy priestess yeah. it turns yeah. off a lot of people but it right. also the people that are drawn to her it's like oh like that, that's a are we allowed to curse on this podcast oh yeah it's like then, then it's like a fuck yes right it's like yes that's my person right and that's actually that's what you want to, and again if you go to business terms like that's what you want to do in marketing right you want to be like really clear on what you what you stand for so you could kind of filter through the people that aren't here and, and track your people right mm-hmm. i love that i love getting a self-help guru to curse my show it's like a teacher seeing a teacher <laughs> like it's just you know like that, that mean girls moment um all right so i have gone over time because this has been so fun but i want to end this naive on a big picture note yeah. Something that you wrote, I believe it was either on your site or on social media that really struck me is how a lot of your clients who are so goal oriented um, and success oriented are often frustrated because they want to make the world better. And I, so this so resonates with me. Um, so with all that being said, like with everything we talked about today, with, with what you're seeing with your clients, with what you're seeing in the world do you have hope? Oh yeah, for sure. And why is that? Um, because this is at a deeper, if you look, think of just the world and humanity, and again, even beyond just humanity and even the earth, right? Like the universe, it's, it's energy, right? I'm not trying to get woo on everybody, but, and it's also consciousness. And unfortunately, again, sometimes to go to the next level, you also have to go through the the pain, right? Not suffering, but pain, right? Mm-hmm. So right now we are going through a lot of pain and uh, it's just part of, and as, as, not my, like, as terrible as it might sound, it's part of the process, right? So I know it's like very hard and it's hard for me and it's hard for pretty much everybody that has a heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, it's, that's why I have hope, right? I know it's not an easy path. It's going to take time and same with, AI, right? Like AI, there's these doomsday stories about AI. In the long term, I think AI is going to be great, but in the time between from now until a long time till it gets to that point, there's going to be a lot of pain with AI too, right? There's going to be mishaps. There's going to be crazy things that happen in the world. And that's just the evolution of uh, consciousness and energy. And, and again, beyond humans, it's it's just the universe created this stuff that's happening on the earth right now. And it created AI and these technologies and it's the blessing that we get to move through it. But that's why, again, we have to manage our meanings, right? Or the stories we give to what's happening. Um, so I'd say that's why I have hope. Well, thank you, Naeem Mahmood, drawing us in, commanding our attention. Yeah. With the looks, the soul, the mind and spirit, getting us to peak performance. I so appreciate this. I'm sorry I went over in time, but it was so much fun. And thank you for, you know, encouraging and advocating for us to be peacocking all over town. I'm behind that any day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, Taylor, and all the amazing work you're doing. And you're an example of why I have hope too, right? There's people like you that are shedding light into the world and just one ounce of light is enough to outweigh 50 pounds of darkness, right? I just made that up, but I believe it. Hey, I like it. That's a going on my bumper sticker. There you go. (laughs) I salute to you, Naeem. Thank you for your work. And uh, I will see you soon, hopefully. We got to get you and your girlfriend on together. 
Absolutely. We'll do that. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.